to The Garden is Growing, Episode 4, Bare Root Strawberries. My name is Joshua Meekins. Join me as I start from seeds, prepare the outdoor garden for a new year, and learn techniques to help my plants thrive. What I've been up to. This week I had a few things that I was able to accomplish. I up-potted some pepper plants. I've got three types of peppers going right now, uh, two of which I started at the same time, and uh, the third that I started about a week or two later, uh, mostly because I was waiting on the seeds to still arrive in the mail. So the two pepper plants that I up-potted were the a giant bell pepper and a serrano pepper. I've got 12 of each of those going. Um, it's always the hardest part because I had more than 12 seedlings bunched up in a smaller cell to decide which ones to keep and then which ones to, to to not is it's always hard you want them all to grow to full maturity and produce peppers i mean 12 of each is still more than i'm planning on actually putting in the garden so i'm hoping that i can find homes for the extras that i don't put in the garden um, the ghost pepper is the third one that didn't need transplanting yet I only have four of those plants, and they're in um, two cells, so two plants per cell. And I'll probably have to up-pot those in maybe another two weeks. We'll have to keep an eye on them. They have plenty of room right now. So I up-potted the peppers, um, and I'm planning on up-potting the tomato plants, uh, separating them. There are two per cell now. Give them their individual cells so that way they can grow, and it'll be easier to transplant them outside when the time comes, about maybe a month away, depending on when that last frost date actually is. Now, we've had excellent weather this past week. It has been consistently in the 60s, and we've had, I think, at least one or two days where it went all the way up into the low 70s. Perfect weather for being outside. Um, my family and I have spent lots of time outside after work and on my lunch breaks, and we've gotten a good amount of work done. Let's see, this week we've spread a couple cartloads of mulch, um, a few under the beech tree, and a few in the garden uh, as the walkways, adding a fresh layer to the mulch that we already have, and also um, adding it to the ground where we're expanding the garden. I also finished the grow nook enclosure in the basement and tested out a heater to figure out the, the best settings to keep the temperature within the range that I think will be best for the plants. I want to make sure it stays above 70 degrees, but at the same time, you know, being cost effective for the, the heat. I'm not going to keep it 80 degrees down there uh, where 70 to 75 will do. Some plants thrive better in the higher temperatures, but it's already going to be the same temp, if not warmer, than what they're currently used to sitting right next to me as I'm recording this. Hi, plants. So I'll plan on moving down pretty much all of the plants in the next couple days and to the shelving I have down there. Any new seeds I plant, I'll keep next to me so I can keep the grow mat um, on my desk and keep a closer eye on them so I can take off the humidity dome, which I'm pretty much just using plastic wrap for right now. So I'll keep a closer eye on those plants. I'll be planning on starting the zucchini and cucumbers along with some additional flowers here shortly. I built a new raised bed. My goal is to have two new raised beds this year, and I got the supplies for one, so I could start slowly since I have a bunch of things going on at once. But a new raised bed is on my list before the start of the season. 
So I went ahead and got the materials, and the, just today, um, I'm recording this on, on Saturday the 14th, Happy Pi Day, I went ahead and uh, put together the raised bed. The bed I made is 8 feet by 2 feet, and it's 10 inches high. This is what I consider a half bed, because the other two beds that I have are 8 foot by 4 foot. And this one, it's going to go parallel to one of those 8 by 4 foot beds. And it's only 8 by 2 feet because it's going to be more specific to growing over a trellis. So let me explain. I'm planning on building a trellis. I'm planning on putting a 16 foot by 4 foot cattle fence. You'll see these often used as trellises um, over the pathway between these two garden beds. So it's about three and a half, four feet distance between the two beds. And I'll bend the 16 feet of cattle fencing. So that way it'll make an arch leading from one garden bed to the other garden bed. And I can start plants on either side that can benefit from using this as a trellis. So I'm really looking forward to this. I still need to figure out how I am going to get the cattle fencing to my house. I don't have a truck or a larger vehicle where I can easily put a 16 foot long fence on the roof. I'm still figuring that one out. I'm hoping within the next month I'll be able to have that at the house so I can have it set up and ready before transplanting after the last frost. Currently planning on putting cucumbers on one side and cantaloupe on the other. I'll still plan on building the, the fourth bed, the second new one for this season. At some point, I've got a little bit more time. I might not get to that until after the season starts. Before I think about building that next one, I'll need to put up a fence around the garden. Um, I currently have just one bed fenced in with the old fence, and the rest is just opened. I'll have to make sure I have something up around the whole garden before I start planting into the ground. All right, and also this week, I went back for the third time now to my local garden center. I really like that place. Every time I go, I'm realizing more things that they have, and it's basically a, a toy store for me. I went there specifically to pick up some more um, grow medium, so some more soil, some more dirt. That would be good for up-potting the plants that I have. Uh, for up-potting the peppers, I used the last of the small seed-starting Pro Mix that I had picked up there previous. So this time around, I got a lot more. I got a another pack of Pro Mix. It was the organic uh, vegetable and herb mix that they offer. And this one, it was a compressed pack. So it weighs 40 pounds and it's like the size of two cubic feet, but it's the equivalent of four cubic feet of dirt. So I'm hoping that'll last me for the, the rest of the season because the primary use is for starting some more seeds and for up-potting um, a lot of the plants that I have going now. So I believe that should be more than enough to the point where I can start some more seeds during the summer or possibly have some left over for next year. That's always a good thing to have some supplies on hand. So I picked up the soil and a couple more trays and I went to check out. And when I was checking out, I asked them about their bare root strawberries. I knew based off of the first conversation I had with them, the first visit, that I wanted to get some bare root strawberries from them for this season. Now, my beds were not quite ready, so I wasn't planning on picking up strawberry plants at this visit. But when I asked them about it, I asked, how long do you think you'll have these plants? And I didn't realize that they were only getting the one shipment. 
So the same ones that I saw delivered the first time I visited were the same ones that they had out, and they were running low, and they said once they're gone, they're gone. The main topic. Bare root strawberries. Let me share what I've learned all about bare root strawberries. This is the first year I've grown them. Uh, when I was a kid, we had strawberries growing in our backyard for a couple, a couple summers. But other than that, I don't have any experience growing strawberries. So I've done a lot of research in the past couple weeks, and I've just gotten more excited about growing these strawberries. Since I wasn't expecting to be bringing home strawberries from the garden center when I did the other day, um, it moved to the top of my priority list of what I needed to work on. So that evening, I was prepping one of the beds. I weeded it out. I made sure that the, the soil was a good quality, ready for the strawberries. This is the bed that did the best last year. All right, so here's some of the things I've learned about bare root strawberries. There are two main types. There are ever-bearing and there are June-bearing. June-bearing is kind of like it sounds. You get the majority of your crop in June. Um, it just goes crazy. It produces all the strawberries that it wants to in June, and then you don't get any more before that. You don't get any after that. It's just June. Now, that's not quite ideal for a home garden. The plan is to be able to harvest food throughout the whole season as long as possible. So I went with the Everbearing variety, specifically one called Seascape strawberries that has a subcategory of day neutral. I didn't get the June-bearing strawberries. I got the Everbearing strawberries Seascape, which grows well in my zone, which is zone 7A, Central Virginia. Now, my understanding is the difference between Everbearing and June-bearing, other than the fact that Everbearing will produce strawberries throughout a longer period of time where June bearing is just in June. Everbearing has smaller fruit. It has less runners. That's how strawberries reproduce. They send out runners that then grow roots and become new strawberry plants. So everbearing has smaller fruit, less runners. June bearing, bigger fruit, more runners. Now the runners are a plus and a minus. You get more plants, however, uh, my understanding is that the that it can get out of control pretty quickly. Uh, the June bearing plants are crazy with their runners. They send them out, um, and you, it's harder to control. It, it's a very evasive plant, um, so growing it in a bed is great as long as it's the only thing that's going to be in the bed. But if it's in the ground, then it might go outside of the area that you want it to grow in. Now, I don't know what to expect for the seascape everbearing strawberries in regards to their runners. I'm hoping that I'll get a couple to fill in the bed a little bit more. However, I got 25 bare root plants, which was way more than I was needing, but that's that's how they sold them. 25 plants, $12.99. Um, so it's a great price for the amount of strawberry plants you get. If I were to just buy the potted strawberry plants, I would have only been able to get a couple plants for that price. And I'd also have to go to the big box store because the local garden store only sells them by the bare root. All right. Now, my understanding is that there's a newer version of Everbearing that's called Day Neutral. It's more of a, a more modern type of strawberry. And the saying Day Neutral means that the strawberry plant isn't affected by the length of sunlight during the day. So if you think as the summer moves on into the fall, 
the days get shorter, the sun's not out as much, and that can signal to the strawberry plants that the season's over and to stop producing strawberries. So day-neutral plants are a type of strawberry plant that will continue to produce strawberries through the fall. So I'm expecting to be able to get strawberries from summer through mid-fall with these seascape strawberry plants. Now, planting them is fun because a bare root strawberry plant has no soil. It's not in dirt. It came all bunched up. It was basically just a handful of strawberry plants that just had their roots hanging down. It looked like a little bouquet. I've got a bunch of photos on the Instagram if you want to see my setup, uh, what it looked like, and I have photos as I'm planting them as well. So there's a lot of good stuff over there on the Instagram. The garden is growing. So what I did when it came time to plant, I opened them up. It was a rubber band wrapped around newspaper or wrapped around the roots. And I opened them up, I laid them out, I kind of fanned them out so individual plants were no longer intertwined together. So I could easily select a, a strawberry plant and pick it up without the roots being all tangled up. And then after I did that, I filled a bucket with water, a five-gallon bucket, filled it with water and just soaked the roots of the plants for about a half hour so that way the roots would rehydrate and be more adapt to when I put them in the soil. So then after I soaked the roots, I went ahead and mapped out the the garden bed. I, I put them about 14 inches apart. So I did three rows, staggered about three, about 14 inches apart, and this took up the majority of a eight foot by four foot bed. I left one of the long sides open so that way I could plant some plants that I could trellis up going the other direction. I realize maybe after this year, the strawberries will be more, um, more dense in that bed. And that'll be the only thing I can plant in that bed. So we'll have to see exactly how it works. So after they were soaked, I cut the bottom third of the roots off of the plants. I didn't cut them off of the smallest of the plants, only the medium to larger in length plants, because there was a lot of roots to spare. And this was recommended to me at the garden center. And they said to cut off the, the lower third in order to promote growth. Not exactly sure if it'll have much of an effect, but I went ahead and did that for the majority of them. Again, leaving the roots intact for the smaller plants. I figured they didn't have as much roots to spare. All right, then I added um, some fertilizer to the hole. And I used the Trifecta Plus uh, from MI Gardener. That's what I'm using for everything this season. There is something called Berry Tone, and it's by um, Espoma. So Espoma's Berry Tone, I've seen a lot of people on Instagram use that for their berries as a plant fertilizer because it's specific for berries and provides them the, the correct pH levels and other nutrients specific to those plants. Now, the Trifecta Plus, it's recommended for berries as well, but it's also recommended for pretty much every plant. So it's going to help. It's just not specific to the berry plants. All right, then I put the roots in. I fanned them out. I tried to dig the hole about the depth of the roots so that way the roots could be as stretched out as possible. And something very important I learned about planting the bare root strawberries is you have to keep the crown, the, the very top of the plant, right where the roots meet 
the top of the plant is the crown, you have to make sure you keep that above ground without burying it. I was told it was better to keep a little bit of the roots exposed than it was to bury the crown a little bit. So I was careful to, to keep that above the ground as I, as I filled in the holes for each of the strawberry plants. Then I covered the, the bed with shredded leaf mulch. I, so we have a decent amount of property, um, just under two acres, and we have you know, a couple hundred, not a couple hundred trees, a couple dozen trees around the outskirts. So leaves are in abundance every fall. Um, our house is right next to a giant oak tree that drops so many leaves. So I collected the leaves and I just piled them up behind our shed. And I can um, pick from that to make my leaf mulch. I use a leaf blower that has a reverse setting where I can suck up the leaves into a bag that I can wear over my shoulder. And as it sucks the leaves up and through, it actually shreds them as well. So that works great for prepping the leaf mulch. Sometimes I'll run it through twice to get it even more fine. And this stuff is really good. It turns to dirt after about one season. So it adds benefits to the soil, keeps the moisture in the ground, so that way it won't evaporate as quickly, keeping the plants healthier and happy. After I covered with a shredded leaf mulch, I watered everything very thoroughly, so that way all the way through to the roots would be well saturated, and I'm planning on just making sure it doesn't dry out, um, maybe watering um, to one to three times a week, depending on the, the temperature. I haven't watered again since. It's been about three, four days at the most because the ground is, is still pretty, pretty wet. And so far they look good. They have a little bit of growth already coming out. They were leaving dormancy already when I bought them. So it's probably a little late for the purchase. It may have been better to get them sooner. It's not the last frost yet, so I wasn't sure on that right away, but it makes sense since these are perennials. They live in the ground and they come up year after year, so they're very well used to the winters when, when they're dormant. So I'm hoping that if we do have another freeze, that the fact that the, some of them are out of dormancy, I'm hoping that that won't hurt the plants. First year doing strawberries. Not 100% sure how it'll work out, but I'm excited to see and hopefully be able to pick some fresh strawberries. Resources. The resource I'm going to recommend this week is another podcast, one I've listened to for a couple years, and it's called You Bet Your Garden with Mike McGrath. Now, this is a listener call-in show. It's actually on the PBS network. The host has a lot of personality. He has been growing for a very long time, and he helps listeners out with their questions. So it's a great podcast for listening to a wide variety of people calling in to ask specific questions about their garden. A lot of the call-ins aren't related to anything I've grown, but still a great resource to grow my knowledge. And one thing I did learn on the show that I'm trying is for mosquito control. It's using something called mosquito bits. And you put them out where water collects and it prevents mosquitoes from hatching their eggs. So we'll be testing that this year and see how well it helps with the mosquito control. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Garden is Growing. Check out the Instagram by the same name. And I'd love to hear from you by email. If you have any questions or feedback or any corrections, you can send me an email at joshua 
at thegardenisgrowing.com. And until next week, I'll talk to you later.